Hey everybody, welcome back to Bold Predictions. We are not exactly lighting the world on fire with them recently. As Ohio State gets ready to host Purdue on Saturday afternoon, I will not claim to be the winner last week. They didn't really go that well. That's Spencer Holbrook, Zach Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, I'm Austin Ward. Uh, but I think we're all gonna do a lot better. We're gonna drill down. Bold Prediction one, we're all gonna do better. <laughs> we're yeah, all gonna I don't do know better. if I'm with you on that one. I think we are, <laughs> I have a lot of faith. Um, anyway, Ohio State is still unbeaten in the Big Ten, Purdue, uh, the last time these two teams matched up, um, they shocked the world. Yep. Do you guys think that's going to happen again? I guess we're going to find out as bold prediction number one starts with Berm. Uh, bold prediction number one is that the Ohio State running game gets uh, unhitched a little bit this week. Unhitched. Unhitched, because it's been hitched mm -hmm. the last couple weeks. Uh, Travion Henderson back to seven yards a carry on Saturday. I don't exactly know how many yards, how many carries. Things are foggy. But Purdue has a pretty good front seven. Um, they, they really have. Uh, I guess I was immediately they, wrong on my bold prediction. Purdue has, We're not going to do much better. Purdue has <laughs> a really good front seven. They are one of the better defenses in the Big Ten. But I really haven't played an offense, I think, that is as multidimensional as Ohio State. They did a nice job on Kenneth Walker last week. But Michigan State really doesn't have a passing attack, despite being the best group of receivers in the Big Ten. Mm. At Fact Detroit check. News. Um, so free I press. think I Incorrect. think that it's an opportunity for Ohio State. Okay. Free press news, whatever. They're the same. They're all they're all wrong. Um, but uh, I, I think that uh, Ohio State gets the running game going. I'm going to say 200 yards of rushing for Ohio State and uh, seven yards of carry for Trevion Henderson. 145 for him on the ground. Oh. Well, now we've got right. it. So, so now we actually the, can figure the out the number clear. of carries. The fog is clear. Well, speaking of, yeah, exactly. So it sounds like 21 carries. Sure. 21 carries, 145 yards. Speaking of the run game, yep. Uh, C.J. Stroud has come under a lot of fire for mm. not running the ball. I, I have. I, and, I, I knew uh, the first that I've heard of it. Do it. And uh, he made a comment last week that said, "My job is not, you know, I." What is what? What was the comment? Even if, if I was supposed to, if my job was to run, I would be a running back. Absolutely, and I agree with him. That's a true statement, by the he, way. He's called a passing back, but this week. He will have. Wait a minute. That's not a position. He will have. And this is <laughs> a creating, inventing this is new a stuff on this show. I know this is going to sound low, but it's a bold prediction. He will have 35 rushing yards for Ohio State because I think when the defense gives him a lane to run in the passing game when he's scrambling, I think he's actually going to start to take it. You saw these progressions uh, from different Ohio State quarterbacks in the past. It's a feel for the game. It's not a willingness to run. Not willingness to run. I think he's heard the criticism. Actually, I know he's heard the criticism because of the way he responded. I know Ryan Day took a lot of questions about it. I think that was probably a little bit of a point of emphasis this week. So I'm going to say that that CJ Stroud, when he has the opportunity to, will take those four or five yards. I think it'll happen quite often. Give him 35 rushing yards. Yeah, for some reason. Is he going to score? No. Wait, but that's, I mean, that's bold enough. He hasn't had that all year. Okay. How many rushing attempts? I don't know. 35 yards. Just one. 35 Just one rushing. for 35, 35 yards. yards. Yeah. I, for some reason, I, I had a feeling that one of us was going to predict this, predict something about CJ Stroud rushing, uh -huh. and I had a feeling it would be Spencer. <laughs> so I th I'm good at bold predictions if I don't say them out loud. You're good at boldly predicting what we're going to boldly predict. Yes, exactly, because well, I know what you about guys your so well. Bold predictions. So Austin asked, or maybe it was Berm, two minutes before we started recording, who did their research this week? I took like two, three minutes to look up stats uh, right before coming on, essentially. Uh -huh. And seeing the stats for Purdue's passing defense, they're top 15 in passing yards allowed, top 15 in passing yards allowed per attempt. Mm -hmm. They're bottom six, number six, 
worst in the country at yards allowed per completion. So I think that's going to that sort of. I think he did too much research. So what do you say? So you're saying that was literally it. I literally had to hit the tab that that uh, organizes it by worst and best. So you're seeing teams don't really catch a lot of balls against them, but when they do, it's for big plays. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Berm always like just want, says what I'm thinking. Okay. Uh -huh. yeah. So 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 such good chemistry there. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to open up the middle of the field for Ohio State's passing game. And in turn, once they get that going, it's going to line up big, deep shots uh, down the, down, uh, down the uh, sidelines. I think Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, Ajiba, and Garrett Wilson, assuming he plays, all finish with at least 100 yards receiving. And I think I'm going to kick myself for not going with another rushing thing because I agree with what Berm said about um, Ohio State's uh, rushing offense potentially get back on track this week. There's but no reason you can't. Just wait till your next turn, Zach. After I said Travion Henderson for 300 scrimmage yards, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt right now. You should now. be a touch more reluctant. Yes. I don't really think that Ohio State will care to run the football that much in this game. And there's a lot of opportunity to make plays against Purdue's secondary. So, I, A, I predict that Garrett Wilson will play on Saturday afternoon. He'll come back from those uh, concussion-like symptoms that plagued him last week after getting viciously... Uh, maliciously hit in the head. Not a target, by the way, even though his back was turned and he was on his knees. I guess he was able to defend himself from that. Um, Big Ten officiating, continuing to do some great work. But Garrett Wilson um, will roar back uh, into the lineup. I think he will have 11 receptions, 175 yards, and two touchdowns in his return to the lineup. Uh, I just, I'm not really as panicked over the rushing game. I'm definitely not worried about C.J. Stroud's ability to impact it. What this team does better than anybody else in the country is throw the football and take advantage of the three three of the best six receivers in the country, I'll say, Spencer. Um, well, we can fact check that later, um, provide our own list, but this is a team that will go as far as the passing attack will take it. The explosive plays will return, and uh, that in turn, will then open up the rushing attack. Yeah, and I like airplanes. I like how they're constantly flying over our heads. If you guys can't hear them at home, be glad for it because they're super annoying for us. You know what else is super annoying? You what know what else segue. is super annoying? The way that Jeremy Ruckert has played so far this year for Ohio State, it's been very inconsistent. People expect more out of a guy that they thought was going to be the best tight end in the country this year. I think he gets back on track Saturday, and I'm not predicting one touchdown, but three Jeremy Rucker wow. touchdowns against Purdue. That, that leader for the boldest. You could have really built it up with wow. not one, not two. No, I didn't, I'm he not, did that last week. He, he can't, you know. Just making his thing like drilling down. I am not here to lead these people asunder and give them this like, oh, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? What's he gonna do? I'm just <laughs> coming to do that all the time. <laughs> coming asunder? To facts only. Three touchdowns, Rucker, <laughs> count it. Are you going to crush a beer on your head now? That's I what it sounded like. Let's go. If I had one, I would. Does anyone know? Me too. This is going to be weird. Does anyone know the name of Purdue's starting running back? Pistol Pete. No. Drew Brees. His name is King Daru. It's one of the coolest names in college football. Do you know that Purdue has the worst rushing offense in the Big Ten? Bingo. Purdue, <laughs> less than 50 yards on the ground for the game. Is that that bold if they ran for six yards last okay. week? Negative rushing yards okay. for Purdue in wow. this game. That was wow. It's less than 50, isn't it? A lot of sacks. This Ohio State. Uh, Negative 150. <laughs> this Ohio State running defense. Nay, I raise you. This Ohio State running defense is getting better. 
It was already good. It wasn't the issue at any point during the season. And I really think that they're starting to turn a corner on the defensive line. And not only does that pertain to pass rush and Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison, but the guys just get after it when it comes to stopping the run. I think they take a lot of pride in it. I think one of the things you're going to see is an aggressive front trying to make sure that, that Purdue doesn't think they can throw the ball everywhere deep and, and you know really minimize what Purdue can do up front. I don't think Purdue's going to be able to go anywhere. King Daru, your name is super cool. You're going to have nowhere to go. King Daru negative plays rushing for yards. Purdue. How negative will he do? rushing yards for Purdue in this game. Well, I'm tired of the past two weeks being so wrong talking up Ohio State. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be just offensive explosion. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for me to do a little curveball and do, uh, do a little Purdue bowl prediction. prediction. A negative bowl prediction. I did some of those last okay. Year. It's okay. You're I think allowed. Purdue's, and this is a hand up on me. When I did my second half bowl predictions, I talked about the passing offenses that Ohio State was going to face the rest of the season. And I basically just threw Purdue. I mean, I didn't take them seriously, and it's a hand up because their passing offense actually has been pretty, pretty uh, uh, impressive. Especially last week, they put up like five, over 500 yards against Michigan State. Second most passing State. yards in the Big Ten. Yeah. Five, yes, I said over 500 yeah. yards, so I wasn't wrong. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he was wrong last week. Go ahead. Anyway, I think Purdue is going to throw for 400 or more passing yards. Ohio State is also mm. going to throw for 400 or more passing Whoa. yards. We're going to be and there all night. I think it's going to be a shootout, but 400 plus yards passing for it's Purdue. Be a shootout. <laughs> Tulsa was the last, is the only other oh, team boy. you looked like you needed another like stat. I was trying to yeah. understand why Spencer was pointing guns at me and Berm, but It's going to be a shootout, boys. Okay. okay. Um, all right, Spencer. He's just excited. Hey, I am excited. It's full prediction. He's just okay. really Austin, excited. He has no idea yeah, why I, we're here. I don't believe that Purdue is going to have uh, that much success throwing the football. And the reasons are twofold. Uh, Spencer alluded to some of them. But the way that Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison are playing, that clock is going to be going very quickly for Purdue to try and get the ball out. That uh, These are two potential first-round NFL draft picks, and they are starting to finally look like it. We've been saying it for three and four years. Uh, for these guys because we know what their physical measurables are. We know who's coaching them. Um, and it's there's always just been something missing, whether it was uh, injuries for Tyreek Smith, whether that was playing with a consistent motor or all that Zach Harrison lost in his second year on campus. Uh, but they're there now. They're playing at a high level. Uh, plus, you've got Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolau coming off the bench. Javante Jean-Baptiste playing better. Uh, Tyreek Williams can bring some. Haskell Garrett, when he's fully healthy, I think he'll be closer to that this week. Um, that's going to speed it up. And Denzel Burke and Cameron Brown are two of the uh, highest rated defenders in terms of passer rating allowed in the country. So I'd say that David Bell will have less than 100 yards receiving and Purdue overall will be held to 234. Here's the interesting thing about the Purdue passing game. They are second in the Big Ten in passing yards gained, but they've completed like 100 less passes than Ohio State or 100 more passes in Ohio State, and Ohio State has more passing yards because Purdue really wants to stretch the edge of the field, and that's why I think that, that that quick clock is actually just what Purdue wants this weekend. We've seen everyone this year that has success passing against Ohio State attacking just the perimeter and then letting guys go because the Buckeyes have missed a ton of tackles, and I think if I have a concern heading into the game, that's probably it because we remember what happened in West Lafayette in 2019, 2018 with the inability to tackle guys in space. This Purdue team doesn't have a, a Rondale Moore type out on the edge, but they're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, and I think that that's going to lead 
for Ohio State to have an opportunity to have a couple tipped interceptions. And I think you're going to see two interceptions for the Ohio State linebackers. I don't know who gets them. I'm going to say Steel Chambers is probably going to get one of them. Steel Chambers is is a good choice to get one, but I think you're going to see two linebacker interceptions for Ohio State because Purdue is going to try that snap, drop, throw, and you're going to see the rush from Tyreek Smith. Shut him down, open up shop? Yes, exactly. (laughs) You're going to see Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison, those guys get their hands up and and tip balls that are going out to the perimeter. Two interceptions for the Ohio State linebacker. Hmm. Okay. Delightful. I was going to go with some interceptions, but I'll I'll go with – Maybe, you don't have maybe to. a different direction. Why is everyone so sensitive? If no, you I'll, have... I'll go a different direction. Don't call Same. me sensitive? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, uh, Zach took my question. Same, <laughs> Same principle, different direction. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Bryson Shaw will have at least three passes deflected. Because I think mm. when you talk about a guy who's just playing a lot better, who's seeing the field a lot better, reading quarterbacks better, not, making, not having his eyes manipulated near as badly as he was at the beginning of the season, this is a one of those guys, it reminds me, of what people thought of Pete Werner and Tuff Borland in 2018. Those guys did get better as the year went on. Into 2019, they looked really good, but nobody gave them credit because they only remembered them for that Purdue game. Everybody remembers Bryson Schaaf in that Oregon game. He looks like a completely different player, and I think he's going to have at least three passes deflected. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets both hands on one and gets a pick. This this is one of my favorite stories of the season is the way he's been able to to take himself from a guy who was, to be honest, a liability on the field at the beginning of the year to now one of the, the role players who's really making an impact in the secondary. I think he's going to have at least three passes to play. Okay. You guys see what I'm doing here? Being sensitive. Arms no, crossed. I'm flexing. Oh, I'm flexing. You want to know why? Because Larry Johnson – no, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> Go ahead. Larry Johnson called uh-huh. Jack Sawyer more of a finesse player earlier mm-hmm. in, the, in the season, which mm-hmm. is accurate. It's accurate at the time. But guess what he did last week? He basically he, bulldozed. He, he muscled up. He injured his ab. And bulldozed, bulldozed through Nebraska. Is he not playing? I, I think I, he's going to play, but he's injured. Okay, well, then he, if be, he, he, then he was going to fight through that. He's going to fight through that ab injury. To not be a finesse guy. To not be a finesse guy. And he's going to get two sacks. Whoa. Okay. So he's not only is he going to play, he's going to play well. So, boom, two bold predictions. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I love it. There we go. Uh, I got a one. Here's another interception for Ohio State. There will be three for the Buckeyes on Saturday. And the third one is going to be Cameron Martinez because in this type of game where the Purdue is stretching to the uh, perimeter of the field, you're going to see Ohio State run him out there a lot more because he's a pretty good pass defender as where he struggles a little bit against the running game at this point in his career. I think you'll see Cam Martinez back Excuse in the me, lineup sir? a lot more, and I think he'll he'll pick get a pick. You just went out of turn. Go ahead. No. I if just he want, wants to talk about Cameron Martinez, I, I had to get one in. the Go floor ahead. is Go his. I'm what? done now. Huh. What should talking. I do with my third bold prediction? I don't know. I'm done talking. A Purdue punt return for a touchdown? I took a week off. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to be really close to an Emeka Ibuka kickoff return for a touchdown. And Garrett Wilson didn't play. He was the guy that I thought would break the streak. I don't think he's going to get that role this week. So I will say again that... Jackson, Smith, and Jigba will go back as the punt returner, Mm -hmm. and he will break the streak, and it will be over, and I can stop boldly predicting that Ohio State gets a punt return for a touchdown. Actually, the week after they return one will be the boldest one because it's hard to do in two straight weeks. Well, don't. Don't Spoiler alert. (laughs) Don't tempt him. (laughs) What is your score prediction? What is it like to just, like, mail it in every week? (laughs) (laughs) Do you enjoy that, or do you think that the people enjoy it, or do you just like, yeah, I truly believe this? I mean, I don't understand how it's taken so long. I truly don't. Mm-hmm. This team has so much talent. 
they emphasize special teams. They have skilled players. I mean, sometimes they were putting the wrong people back there. So you can put some of this, the onus on the streak on the coaching staff. Okay. Um, but it just, it blows my mind. Like kickoff returns, the game has changed. You're not even going to have that many opportunities. In some cases, you don't even want them if you're Ohio State because your offense, just take it on the 25. But I just truly don't understand how this team can't get a punt return. So I do believe every week that they have a chance to do it. It's It, it can't be cursed. It's not like defense against the dark arts back there. I mean, it's... It's Garrett Wilson back there we're talking yeah. about. Anyway, okay. I do believe it. I do believe Ohio State's also going to block a punt this week, so there's another bowl. How many are you going to make? You're uh, supposed I, to do I a have score. a lot of them. <laughs> Burr, Burr always bowl prediction number 17 for me. Uh, Ohio State is going to win 42-27. to 42-27. It's a cover. Uh, I've got 34-13. I don't think Purdue is going to be able to do what they did to Michigan State. This is... This is one of those stinkers for Purdue. You know, you, you beat. Stinker. I'm telling you, you beat. Uh, you beat Iowa. You come back the next week. You lay. You lay an egg. You have a stinker out there. You, you beat Michigan State. <laughs> then you come back. It's hard to get up. Today's back word weeks. of the week is stinker. Thirty-four, <laughs> thirteen. A sunder was the other okay. one. What about you there, Zachariah? What's your I score got, prediction? Like I said earlier, I think it's going to be a shootout. Some, somewhat of a shootout. Maybe not. Maybe so, not shoot up, but so at least a high scoring game. More of a this, yeah, well, what was the motion? Not of this. What was the motion again? There we go. There we go. I have 42 28. I said 42 to 27. <laughs> I don't listen to you half the time you talk on here. So. And it's a duel. Hurry oh <laughs> <laughs> up. Ohio State wins 44 24 on Saturday afternoon in the horseshoe. Can't wait to bring you full coverage of Ohio State and Purdue. Uh, you can get all of our coverage at lettermanrow.com as part of the On3 network. You can subscribe right now and get recruiting coverage from Berm and Zach and team coverage from me and Spencer and all you could ask for, including brilliant analysis like bold predictions. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Enjoy the game. We will see you after the game to break down uh, Purdue at Ohio State. See you then.